What's up, everybody? Isaac here, Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you on another podcast episode. Today, I bring a guest that was a student of our course, the Ultimate Civil P Review course. We're excited to bring him on to talk about his exam experience, which is actually pretty unique. He was a mechanical engineer that ended up taking the civil engineering PE exam and eventually passing this thing using our course material to help him do that. It's a fascinating story. He's originally from Columbia, and he also talks about him getting a master's degree here in Texas in the United States and just his overall experience and what he's doing now as a tower engineer helping to build our network out for 5G and all of that good stuff. So Esteban Valderrama is my guest today. I'm excited to share this experience with you. And if you are going through the same questions, maybe you're a mechanical engineer, wanting to take the civil PE exam, this is gonna be right up your alley. Or if you're taking the structural engineering depth exam, that's what he did. This is also gonna be information you wanna pay attention to as well. So without further ado, let's get to my interview with Esteban. You're really gonna enjoy this and we will see you in a minute. Hey, have you struggled to find time to actually read a book? I know I have. Life is busy, four kids, all of that jazz. It makes it really hard to actually sit down and read a book. So you know what I turned to? I turned to Audible and we have an affiliate with them. If you go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. You can jump on and find your favorite titles to go anywhere with you. Use that link. You'll get 30 days for free. You'll also get a couple of credits. And if you're already a Prime member, you'll get two credits, which is good for some premium selection titles that you can actually keep. But go check them out. I really have enjoyed Atomic Habits by James Clear, which gives you an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. They've got fun ones like Dune that are on there and tons of others. So if you're in the hunt to find time in your day to listen to books, definitely give them a shot. Go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And go get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Go check them out. Hey guys, if you haven't already, I want to let you know about our awesome newsletter. If you haven't signed up for the Civil Engineering Academy newsletter, seriously, what's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. Go check it out though. You'll get all the latest episodes that we produce, blog articles, exams, discounts, course material. All this fun stuff is through our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up, go check it out. That's civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter. You'll be taken. Go sign up. And uh, you'll start getting our fun newsletters that we send out usually once a week. So go check it out, civilengineeringacademy.com slash newsletter and go sign up. I appreciate you joining me today. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Why don't you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, my name is Esteban Valderrama and I graduated with a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. When I was doing my mechanical engineering, I developed this love for structures. And I was always passionate with learning how things work or why things move. I remember things like what an airplane is able to fly or a boat can be floating, that type of questions. And that took me to the mechanical engineering. Then I was doing the mechanical. I learned about different types of structures. And I always wonder why mechanicals don't do the biggest structure why we don't do the bridges, why we don't do the buildings, the towers. So that took me to the rest of my career, which was pursuing a master's degree in civil engineering with a concentration in the structural and geotechnical. 
So that's how I was able to couple those two. Mechanical engineers, we are very familiar with the structures in the small size. It was just taking that knowledge and expand it to the bigger structure. That's fascinating. I think that's awesome. So what do you do for your career right now? I worked in the telecommunications industry. So we work for different cell phone carriers. And what we do is we analyze the tower structure and the mounts. That's how we call the structures that hold the antennas. I'm talking about 5G antennas. I work in a company that we analyze the structural part of the towers to make sure the loading that is being put there nowadays with the 5G revolution, if we can call it, we make sure that it's safe to keep them up there, the structural. That's awesome. Are there certain softwares that you use to help analyze those things? Yes. And the company I work at is called Congruix. And the company we use Risa 3D, but there can be different finite element software that it can be used. There is a stack pro SAP 2000. There are different softwares we use Risa, and we also develop a lot of uh, in-house software. I learned the skills of programming as well, which is very helpful for any engineer hmm. so that I'm able to sit down and develop code or, no, or a whole software package to be able to analyze the specifics when we want to analyze connections to between the mount and the tower, when we want to check the foundation, if it's a deep or a shallow foundation, we develop our own spreadsheets in Excel that we can use over and over again. So yeah. Those are the things that we use. I'm curious how you found yourself into that career as a mechanical engineer. Did you start in that field? Were you working somewhere else and you worked your way into that? Yeah, I have a long story of looking for opportunities. But when I moved to the United States, I worked in the aerospace industry as a mechanical engineer. I did structures. I analyzed the structures in the aerospace industry, basically developing computer codes to check how many flights an airplane can do before failure. I spent two years, almost three, doing that. That was with the University of Texas at San Antonio. And after that, I decided to pursue my master's degree. And surprise, I did not find a job. After having a master's degree, after having my hmm. EAT, which I passed in 2015 in mechanical, I wasn't able to find a job. So during that time, I needed to survive ballet parking, Uber driving, Lyft. I decided to become a teacher and I have my teaching experience and my teacher certificate. I taught elementary and middle school math. And one day I was looking in LinkedIn and there was this company hiring for a structural engineer entry level. I applied and I was always thinking if they give me an opportunity to take a test in the, during the interview, they will hire me. And exactly that happened. When I went to the interview, the interview went good. But when I was able to show my skills, they gave me a test, a structural test, where I was able to do the numbers, do the process, do the calculations. Next day, they called me that they make an offer. They wanted me to join the company. At that point, that was on 2019, when I was able to work in the tower industry as a civil structural engineer. Wow, that's fascinating. So fast forward, you've earned your PE license doing a structural depth exam. How has earning your professional engineering license impacted your career? It's been very helpful in the sense of meetings, 
John, we are different vendors, different companies that work together in the telecommunications industry. And when there is a decision, a new process, a new way of calculating things to decide, having those two letters at the end of your name, you have the authority and the opportunity to talk and to express what you are thinking and how you want it to do things. Before, yes, I could say things in those meetings, but it was more of a, okay, now let's hear what the PEs need to say. Now I'm part of that group of the PE engineers that take the decisions on how we can do things. So it's an open door. It was an open door for, for me as a professional, but also in the company and in my relationship with the other companies and with the other engineering firms, which is, has been very helpful for me and for the company that I work at. I'm curious, because there's probably other people that are mechanical engineers curious about switching to take the PE in a civil field or civil discipline. What advice would you give to a mechanical engineer that wants to, I guess, take a structural depth exam? I would say that you really love the structural part like I did or like I do. Focus on the structural. I'm saying that because... I had a lot of friends and peers in the company that sometimes would try to look for the first amateur time taker. I repeated the test that in the third time I passed. So you always receive the comments, hey, change the field, do it in geotech, do it in construction, it's easier. And yes, it is, but, or probably it is, but I like the structural part. And for me as a mechanical, taking it in any other of the five uh, field options that we have as a civil, it's going to be more difficult because I didn't know anything about transportation. I knew things about water resources because the mechanical application is a little bit different, but I didn't know everything. Taking it in geotech, even though my master's degree is in geotech, it was not very on that focus, like very depth. So the only option I had was to do it in, in a structural. The advice is if you really like it, you need to take the time to study. Like I did, I joined Civil Engineering Academy for the class and, and I was able to grasp the concept that I didn't know as a mechanical. For example, transportation, wood, timber design or concrete design because I didn't have those classes at school. But you have to make the time to sit down. The classes are very well structured. The examples are very tailored to what is really being asked on the test. And that was very helpful for me. And also the structure of the class is That's the awesome. same structure of the test, which is very helpful for me because I, I tend to be a very type A person, step one, two, three, going down in the list of doing things. Was that your favorite part about the class is how it was structured or was there some other items that you thought were standouts? To be honest, yes, I did. I, I had two different courses, two different classes, different company that I tried. It was not how I preferred to study because not all the material was there available. The responses were not very fast. The Civil Engineering Academy has an advantage and it's the, and it's the Facebook group. A lot of people try to help you. A lot of people answer your questions and, and even me in once I knew a person was asking questions, I had that desire of going and helping others as well, if it was something that I knew. So comparing from the two classes, yes, the favorite part obviously was how structured the class was, but also how responsive you guys are when we have questions. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people love the support that they get when they join the course. They're not going at it alone, that they have people they can ask questions. We try to get on those as quickly as possible with the team. We're happy that you got a good experience there. That's awesome. And we love the practice exams, getting those under your belt. They're always key. And we try to offer a simulator that mimics the real exam too, to help get you prepared for that. But um, hopefully all those things were helpful as well. Yes. I would say about the simulator, when I first joined the class, the simulator was on development. You were only sending the messages that it was going to be available. The later it was available for me after I took my first test, I was able to compare how the real test was to the simulator that you ah. offered. And to me, it was like I was taking exactly the same test. It, it looked exactly the same. The references looked exactly the same. It was, it was very helpful. That's good to hear. Sometimes it's hard to get feedback on those things. So it's good to hear you had a good experience and that we're trying to match what's out there to give people a realistic testing environment before they go take the real deal. One of the things I'd love to ask more about is how you were able to find this balance between studying and your family and your work. How did you talk to your wife or your kids or your employment about balancing all of that? How you study with kids too? So curious your thoughts on that. Yes. Well, let's start with my employer. The office is on a building that I had to ask permission for coming in early or staying late. So it was one of the two. If I couldn't study at night, I was going early to the office before I started my my eight-hour shift. So I was going to the office probably, I would say, 6.15, 6.30, study until like 8, watching videos, trying to do some problems. and then. Coming back home around five, helping my wife with dinner time, helping kids with playing with my kids and spending some time with them an hour. By eight o'clock, I was 8 p.m. I was, all right, kids, it's time to go to bed, put them in bed. My wife then started to do her stuff. And, and that was the time that I was sitting down on my desk and trying to study at least to three hours. I was probably going to bed around, I would say 11, 11.30. Because I really take a long time to learn things. That's my learning style. And, and knowing that I needed to learn civil engineering classes or part of the classes for the test, it was something completely new for me. So I needed to spend more time on that. How many hours would you recommend studying during a week? I was for and sure. Maybe study. how many months before an exam would you recommend? I would say study at least for a person like me, I would say three months is going to be fine. And on those three months, I was for sure studying every Monday to, so three days, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was not spending study time on Fridays nor Mondays. And also on the weekends, I was spending the whole morning probably from eight to 12 doing problems, just problems. Whatever video I saw during the week, plus whatever problem I did in the week, I was repeating those and trying to get more and more on a Saturday. And then Sunday, I was spending time with the family, at least for the first, I will say two, two months and a half. Then when I was getting closer to the test, I increased my study hours just to read again and to, because for me, the theory part was very difficult. 
the problems, yeah, I, I knew now how to do them because I did a lot of problems, a lot of practice tests and repeating the tests over and over again from the ones that you offer in the website, the PDFs. But then I increased the, the study time. So there were some weekends. It takes some sacrifices. I missed some family birthdays. I missed some family reunions where my kids were there, where my wife, my in-laws, they all were together and they're always at, were asking, hey, where is Esteban? Where is Esteban? Well, Esteban is studying for a test. But now I can see the fruit of it. It's a big sacrifice to take this exam. And that's why I'm so impressed with what you've done with all you have going on. Another question I have related maybe to the structural depth exam is um, a lot of people are concerned with how many codes and standards are on that exam. How did you as a mechanical wrap your head around all those codes and standards? How did you get them? And how did you, uh, I guess, become more familiar with them? I was very fortunate to have friends that have the codes that they can share with me and I was able to study from them. Now, it was a little easier because those friends, they took the test when it was in paper and pencil. So they have the physical code and they already have tabs on it. And it was easy to go and find what I needed. During the real test, it's a little more difficult to me because you are on a PDF trying to press Control F to really search for what you specifically need. Now, if you think about it, the steel code is only table with numbers. So there is nothing that you can really go in and search. So once I saw that, I decided to take the time to, all right, this week I'm going to study the, and I'm going to learn that part one, part two is this, part three is this, in this specification. And the commentary part one with part one are matching. They are the same thing. Chapter A and chapter A are the same. Chapter B and chapter B are the same from the specification and the commentary. And in that way, I was able to learn where to go when I was looking at a PDF. On the ACI, on the concrete code, same thing. I was able to basically almost that learn the table of contents. So I know what to search for. If I am honest, masonry and were the areas that I study less. And I was fortunate to only have theory questions on those. So those were easy to find in the theory. It's a little challenging to wrap your head around those codes, but, but it's not impossible, especially if you're constantly doing problems, problems. And also at work, it's, we use code. I mean, we work as structural engineers, so we get to use the codes daily. Were there any surprises on the exam that you weren't expecting? Yeah, they were. There were questions about post-tension that I didn't prepare for. You know the basics, you know how to check the internal force, the separate the beam, for example, between the steel that goes inside and the concrete. And, and you know the basics, but then when it's asking you, when they ask you the question, they trick you and, and you just try to do, in my case, I try to do what I knew and selected an answer. And who knows if I got it right or wrong, or who knows if it is one of those that is a testing question, right? More surprises I had in the project management, when you have the activities, the arrows, diagrams that mm -hmm. you have, like the sequencing, they usually ask you for the total float or for the, yeah, questions like that, very basic. But the question I was having was a little tricky. It was like depending, like it had multiple parts and it was like depending one from the other. So overall, there were not a lot of surprises, but the surprises that I had, I was always thinking like, I'm making sure I'm doing the rest of the depth 
yeah, the morning section correctly so that I don't have to worry about that question. There were questions in the afternoon that were for wood. I had a question like you have to drag and drop the the solution on a diagram. And it was asking you the number of nails that you needed to put on a shear wall to, and they give you the different sizes of the shear wall. And you needed to put the, the number of fasteners, I'll say nails. Did you have a lot of alternative item type questions like that? No, that was the one I had in the afternoon only. Perfect. In the morning, yeah, the rest of it was multiple choice. I didn't have uh, anything else that was okay. different. Well, Esteban, this has been super insightful for people that are considering taking the civil PE exam coming from mechanical. It's fun for people that are taking the structural depth exam to hear your experience. I'm curious if someone was on the fence about joining Civil Engineering Academy's course, what would you tell them? I would say that don't think twice. I would recommend it 100%. And especially the support, like we mentioned earlier, the support, the Facebook group. I'm still in the Facebook group and I'm still checking who has who asks questions, who needs some type of help. I'm very grateful with it. And also the material and now the simulator, I think is very accurate how it is. Esteban, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. We appreciate you doing this. We're excited for your future and your career, where that's headed. And hopefully this will be the springboard for you to, you know, rising to different uh, fields or, or different areas that you can grow in. So thank you, Isaac, for the opportunity. And obviously to the whole Civil Engineering Academy instructors for all the help and support. I appreciate that. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you want, please leave a review or a comment or a like. They definitely go a long way and share it with a friend because why not? It helps. Hey, if you're interested in becoming a guest, feel free to shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And if you know anyone or yourself personally, definitely check out our website, civilengineeringacademy.com, where we can help you on your journey to become a professional engineer, whether that's to help you pass your FE or your PE, or just get great career advice. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of this podcast and have an amazing outreach to other civil engineers, also shoot me an email and we'll be there to help you. Anyway, thanks for joining me today and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.